The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us, and do not subject us to the final test. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend to whom he goes at midnight, and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived at my house from a journey, and I have nothing to offer him. And he says in reply from within, Do not bother me, the door has already been locked, and my children are already in bed. I cannot get up and give you what you want. I tell you, if he does not get up to give the visitor the loaves because of their friendship, he will get up to give him whatever he needs because of his persistence. And I tell you, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who seeks receive for everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. What father among you would hand his son a snake when he asked for a fish, or hand him a scorpion when he asks for an egg? If you then who are wicked know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm conscious at this very moment the Holy Father is flying to Canada. And they have a beautiful tradition on the papal plane to send telegraphs, telegrams to the heads of state as they fly over the particular countries that they're flying over. So let's keep, our, keep, uh, keep him in our prayers as he travels to Canada. My vacation in Father Joshua's was very beautiful, along with two other legionaries. I am, a, I am aware it is a real privilege to have time off. I felt very close to all of you, and I know that rest has a purpose, to serve you better. When we spent most of our time outside, swimming, playing tennis, and bike riding, it was a deep rest, and the Lord was very present. We helped the local church with masses too, which was very special. The sunsets were absolutely breathtaking. So I posted a few pictures on the the, uh, website. There's a pastor's corner. So often I just put some pictures on there of St. Joseph's, well, in this case, of our vacation. I know for some of you it's not possible to get away, but I would like to encourage you to find those places where you can take a 10-minute vacation in your soul. Sometimes I see people doing just that around the property of St. Joseph's, that little favorite spot where you can rest. Please, Let not my Lord grow angry if I speak up this last time. What if there were at least ten 
good people. Does God listen to our prayers? It's possible a question we all have in different moments in our lives, especially the difficult and challenging ones. There are probably some of us here in church today in the middle of that drama. Are you there, God? Are you listening to me? It's happened to all of us. What does God want us to reflect on from this passage? I would like to propose that we touch on the fact that Jesus does listen to our every prayer. Do you remember the words of Jesus from the cross? My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Jesus, God, man, experienced the supposed deaf air of the Father. The moment of Jesus' greatest anguish, he feels abandoned by the Father. Not cool. But even us, who are not great theologians, know with unflinching faith that the Father was right there by his side. Just as a mother or a father is by the, by the side of their son or daughter in hospital. When things are tough, we show up. The next time you are tempted to think that God is not listening, remember this passage from Genesis and be unflinching in your faith that Jesus is listening. He is there in that intimate space you have created with him. Just yesterday we celebrated the funeral service for David Paul, a parishioner here who joined this church two years ago. And he was desperately lost outside of the traffic light here at the corner. And a comet passed through his mind and it just pushed him. And as it pushed his head towards St. Joseph's, it said, the Catholic faith. David would then join our CIA, sit where you are sitting right there, join the church, become a Eucharistic minister, join the Legion of Mary, and three weeks ago he passed away at the age of 54. Maybe he's reached his home, and from there he will be praying for us. St. Joseph's became his home his sanctuary, his place of refuge. You were buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. Do we trust fully in this? Baptism is a total dying to self so that Jesus lives in us. Jesus sees this sacrament as an ever-flowing source of grace. It places on our soul an indelible mark or sign that cannot be removed. Forever I will be a child of God. So we can ask ourselves, what would it take for me to grow deeper into that knowledge that God is, always lives inside of me Unless I ask him to leave. And we all know that that happens when we sin. Sin is a choice. 
And the more conscious I am of that, and the graver the material, then I enter the zone of mortal sin. By definition, death to the soul. My soul dies when I am in mortal sin, and only through the grace of a good confession can that be taken away. Therefore, the beauty of this passage, of the second reading, is that we are guaranteed to live, to have life in abundance, when I abandon myself totally to God by living a good life. Dear St. Joseph parishioners, let me be clear. We are called to be saints, not just good people. The world is on fire, and it is being destroyed by all sorts of strange doctrines. You, we, all of us have received the fullness of the faith. God needs us just like he needed St. St. Therese of Avila, St. Therese of Calcutta, St. John Paul II. The second reading should blow wind into our sails and enable us to shoot for the stars. David, David Paul, knew there was something wrong in his life and he needed God. Like a dried up leaf, he blew into church and was forever changed. Men, we really need you in the church today. Your presence is vital. Find ways to be an active presence inside this church, just like David did. Women, like never before, your feminine genius needs to shine in the darkness. Look for ways to bring your gifts to the church each Sunday. Young men and young women, don't be afraid to change the world by changing yourselves. And guide your friends back to the church. Engage and challenge your friends to seek the truth. Speaking to all of you. Boys and girls, we need your joy. Bring the church bring to the church your smiles and lighten up this world that is sad. If you only knew how much we need your smiles. How much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who seek him, to those who ask for him? In God's will our peace. Jesus is showing us he is the way, the truth, and the life. The task in front of us seems daunting and impossible. But just as the first Christians were noticed because of the way they loved one another, may the same thing happen to us, that we will be noticed by the way we love. Not a soft and fluffy love, but a love that stands up. A love that takes the high road. A love described to us by St. Paul in the letter to the Corinthians. The Our Father will be forever the prayer we turn to each day. If it hasn't been a prayer or a practice to pray it every day, then maybe, just maybe today, you might decide to do that. Pray the Our Father every day. 
Oh, that we would walk out of this church completely and utterly convinced that these words are eternal and powerfully true and will fill us with peace. And I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So what's the challenge? Seek the Lord in your quiet time of prayer. Prayer is about encountering him. Look into his eyes, hear his voice, seek him in that quiet place. Take advantage of the modern means of communication. For instance, Father Robert Barron, Word on Fire, and so many other good things you can find on the internet. So just to finish with a story, on my way home, uh, passing through California, I had to go and buy some food. So leaving the entrance of the mall, I saw an elderly lady underneath the shade of a tree. Okay, a lady sitting underneath the tree is blistering hot. She's homeless, right? I gave her some money and she asked me if I knew of a local church she could visit. So I racked my brain to see if I could remember one of the local ones in the air. And it came to me, St. Rita. And she said, oh, that's my name. Renewing our trust in the Father's love, we turn to him with our needs. That the church will stand as a living witness to truth and freedom, to peace and justice. We pray to the Lord. That God will banish violence from our midst and defend us against every evil. We pray to the Lord. That God will bless and strengthen all families in faith, hope, and love. We pray to the Lord. For the grace this week to persevere in faith and prayer, trusting in the goodness of our Heavenly Father, we pray to the Lord. Today's Mass is being offered for Caleb and Kumsa and family. We pray to the Lord. For those who are sick or infirm, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up. We pray to the Lord. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Loving Father, when we call, you answer us. You build up strength within us. Help us now in our need. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.